Hi there, welcome to Live at Gilmore Guitars. I'm David Gilmore, and it's one of Red Deer's favorite sons, Peyton Cameron, Live at Gilmore Guitars. Been running down the road. I've been running down the road. Take the E16 to the highway too. With my river city blues.
Live at Gilmore Guitars, Peyton Cameron. Hey, man. What's happening? Thank you for coming to, to the shop and doing the show. Thanks for having me. That's awesome. And uh, I haven't seen that guitar in a while. Yeah, it's been through some shit. That guitar uh, <laughs> is uh, why it's important that I built for you. Oh, you commissioned that guitar in... Six years ago? Uh, yeah, probably seven or eight. Yeah. It's in, it's in that ballpark. That's, I think, the third... Weissenborn that I built. The first one I built was for Dan Walsh. Yeah. Uh, he's always, he was one of those guys that he would try to push me to build something new. So I built him, you know, a, a baritone and then the Weissenborn. And then I built another one and you really dug it and uh, said, hey, can you do a, a left-handed version for me? Yeah. Well, I remember walking into the shop and you had, uh, it was, it was a lighter model and you, you, carved like a, a vignette into the neck yeah and i was like holy shit like it, it was the closest approximation i seen to a weisenborn a style mm-hmm. and yeah i knew i needed to have one yeah so thank you very much for doing that and uh it looks in remarkably good condition yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> because the stickers on it holding it together the, crazy glue and the ukulele that i that i built you uh not so much. Needs oh, some work. <laughs> yeah, she's been through some shit too. Yeah, that, yeah. but that's cool. That's yeah. that's very very cool. So it's it's been a while since uh, we've sat down and and had a beverage and had a chat. It's been an interesting year. Yeah, to say the least. How how has the year of 2020 been with you? This, by the way, is the final podcast, the final Live at Gilmore podcast of 2020. Oh, so, good. Yeah, let's tie this shit show up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's been an interesting bit of time for a lot of people. So how have you, on an artistic and personal level, well, dealt you, with... You know what, like... If we're all swimming and trying to keep our heads above the water, I'd say this year is not much different than most years in in that way, but uh, it's definitely come with its challenges, and it's been, uh, more often than not, it's been a treat to see uh, how our community and how our little band of brothers and sisters have come together to kind of wade through the bullshit. Yeah. And uh, we've... uh, We've really kind of shown this year uh, what we're made of in this town. Well, and what you're talking about is uh, the the things that went down at, on the patio, on the Ross Street patio. Uh, there's been uh, several people that have come in, done the podcast, and talked about what that meant to them for the summer. Is just it was you know a refuge from whatever else was was happening and and you were kind of the guy like your you know Peyton's name came up so many times as 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 kind of the the guy that you know kind of held it all together for everybody this year yeah well it wasn't even on purpose you know I had this contract going in with the downtown business association of Red Deer and um, I've been running the patio events for a couple years now down there uh, and and just due to circumstance, uh, it kind of turned into this punk rock grassroots movement where we have the opportunity to to not only show this city what we're made of, but show ourselves what we're we're capable of doing. And kudos to some of the business owners on the patio that really went above and beyond to adhere to provincial COVID regulations and actually maintain 
a, you know, a business on the patio where they were, they were actually able to have people where in other places they weren't able to, to kind of do those sorts of things. Yeah. Well, I mean, every, every week was a new set of hoops to jump through. And uh, luckily, everybody, everybody came together. To, we, all, we all saw the grand scheme and acted towards that. Right. You know, every, every week was a different guideline or a different rule. Or some places you need masks and other places you don't need masks. And it was just, uh, it, it was actually honestly a lot of fun to kind of jump through hoops and have a good team to do it with. So there was a couple of events that went on that were pretty cool so is there a highlight of of the summer and the fall that kind of sticks out in your mind is kind of the guy that was steering the ship well we had a singer songwriter night um that we orchestrated leave it was i want to say early september if i'm not mistaken yeah i was there um yeah i mean you know looking back it could have gone a whole lot worse with the number of people that came out but uh, we, we packed Ross Street uh, with a couple hundred people who were just milling through and eating at the restaurants and playing the music and taking in 11 local singer-songwriters and, and what they had to offer. I, I remember it, and one of the things that stuck out to me uh, and I thought was really, really cool, the local RCMP, unbeknownst to anybody, as far as I'm aware, did a full... We got the 15 cars to loop. The, yeah, yeah. The, the drive-by with lights and sirens. And, and I, I'm watching this. I'm going, that is about as cool as it gets. And kudos to them for actually doing it. Yeah, it was a remarkable sign of solidarity. And, uh, you know, to be honest, without the RCMP and their guidance throughout the summer, it would have been really, really tricky to, to pull everything off that we did as smoothly as it went. Right. Um, I mean, it, it was just one of those special moments in time where where everybody saw what needed to happen, and the music and the community and the camaraderie that came out of that was was unparalleled and definitely never seen in this city before. Right. Um, it, it really kind of we we put on our big kid pants this summer, and it, it just went to show that we we can throw down. Yeah, you know we, nice. we know how to put on events and, yeah. and get people together and, yeah. and so now the now the fire is pretty hot for for what's going to come this summer um excellent I know, I know we're not done with covid come come january or anything like that but uh at least we have a good blueprint as to how to navigate it this year excellent all right let's uh let's get another song in here what are you going to do this time? Okay, so I need to explain that Peyton is a Southpaw. He's he's a left-handed uh, artist. And the first song we did, you played on a Gilmore Weisenborn style guitar. Uh, uh, you're going to do a couple songs with your Martin, because obviously I don't have any acoustic Southpaw guitars here. But I do have uh, a left-handed electric guitar that we're going to do a song with uh, later on on the show. So... Uh, what are we going to do this time? What do you uh, got? This song is called Lincoln County, and it was off. It's the opening song for my uh, most recent EP. And a couple of years ago, I was playing a wedding down in Montana. Uh, don't tell Border Patrol. Um, <laughs> and on our day off between the wedding and the festival that we were playing down there, uh, my buddy and I drove to Whitefish. And um, on the way back, it started raining. 
and it was just really pretty and serene and I saw this sign called Lincoln County and I looked up and there was a bald eagle flying up and I was like this is the most American shit in the world so <laughs> this is this is kind of my my love letter to the United States <laughs> live at Gilmore Guitars it's Peyton Cameron Gilmore Guitars, Peyton Cameron. Not playing a Gilmore guitar. <laughs> it's your brother Marty. <laughs> we'll we'll remedy that over the over time. Yeah. We've we've got lots and lots of time. Yeah. Just need gigs to start back up. So you have uh you, you talked about the Peyton Cameron EP that you just recorded. Uh you did most of that last year? Or uh, did you do it in twenty nineteen? Well, it was towards the end of twenty eighteen with uh, Donnie Smith mm-hmm. he's a great producer here in town um, I've been sitting on this big wad of songs for 
years now. And I mean, the list obviously keeps growing. And I was talking to Donnie about it. Initially, we wanted to get in and just kind of do live off the floor, me and acoustic guitar. Uh, and if anybody knows anything about working with me, it was not that simple. And once the juices started flowing and Donnie and I were sitting in the room together, uh, out came a little bit of percussion and then laying down some bass tracks and getting some friends to come play along. And I, uh, on one song, I played the melodica. Uh, so it got... It got quite orchestrated for a solo acoustic EP. <laughs> it became a lot more than that. Right. Uh, so, yeah, no, it, it was a fantastic experience, and I spent uh, all of 2019 this past year kind of pushing it out. We were supposed to head out on a tour on March 17th this year, and that went kaput. Uh, so, you know, I, I guess I, I sit on it and wait till we can tour again. <laughs> You mentioned that uh, you've had a, a stockpile of songs that you kind of wanted to sort of funnel down into this little EP. What kind of process do you use when it comes to writing songs? They just come, and I'm, I'm writing all the time. I probably write at least six keepers a month. Wow, um, that's prolific. But my, my biggest thing that I, that I face is, okay, well, the song's written. Now, how does it sound? Mm -hmm. Unless you've got people or production or, um, you know, for, for me, it's about the, the song is simply a vessel for the rest of the music. And I love arranging. I love playing around with new sounds and coming up with great ideas and, and working with the people that I love working with. Um, because it never fails that they bring a new element to a song that was good and now it's that much better okay and and for me it's always about that that correlation between well how do we really make this song sing so i find a, a lot of issue and and struggle uh creatively when well the, the song is written uh now it's a matter of getting into the studio making it happen filling it out so do you usually start with a piece of music and then add lyrics later or are you one of those guys that it just depends on the song you know what to be honest uh i think almost every song on the ep save one was written on the weisenborn and the music just came to me you know i get stoned and, and play guitar or you know sit down in the middle of the afternoon with nothing to do and 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 create on on the weiss because it's it's it just sings in a certain way and when you get new strings on it, it it's like a hot rod on fresh paved nice road man like it it, it just sings and, and coming up with uh, melodic structures and I, I think one of the greatest things you ever sold me was the little capo that i can use to, okay to, yeah, yeah 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 you know um and and a lot of my songwriting generates from either piano or the Weissenborn. Uh, so thank you for that. <laughs> well, you're welcome. And, and thank you for playing. And, 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 and thank you for, for you know, letting people know that it is a tool that you can use. Yeah, it's, and it's just recently. I mean, that first song that I played, uh, that, that's a fresh tune. Um, and I, I was trying to go for... Uh, kind of that that talking blues style on the slide, where where the melody is dictated by uh, what your what your uh, fingers are doing on the weiss, 
because you can generate some really cool things that you can't otherwise necessarily come up with or, or fabricate playing standard tuning on a six string. Right. Um, so to have that, that openness of the open C tuning and being able to manip manipulate it from there, uh, you can come up with some great ideas. And, and so I'm trying to incorporate it more into kind of the live thing. Um, it, it's just a whole new beast. Mm -hmm. playing, playing that instrument is a completely different beast than playing gu guitar. And are you mainly staying in an open C tuning with with the Weisenborn, or are you uh, kind of farting around with, with different tunings with it no, as well? I'm, I'm playing pretty much all open C. I, I use my 12-string in, in Dadgad or, or uh, D major open, um, which is great. I mean, I play mostly slide on that as well. So... Between the two of them, it's it's great for coming up with a lot of interesting ideas that you can't get out of the six. Um, but because I'm so comfortable playing the six string, I I adapt my songs to to a six string. Right. Um, so so they have become more more songwriting tools than they are the epicenter of of kind of my thing. And I'm trying to change that. Trying to explore different instruments on stage. And, right. Uh, being a sound guy's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> just play the guitar, yeah, damn it. Just pick one, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do another song. What are you going to do this time? Well, I'm going to play this electric here that I've got with your name on it. All right. I built this guitar um, because I was going to the Edmonton and Calgary guitar shows, and every year I would go for like seven or eight years people would ask for a left-handed guitar and nobody ever would have one so I was bound and determined in 2018 I've been waiting that long for you to come and buy the damn thing <laughs> <laughs> um, I was bound and determined that I was going to have a left-handed guitar for people to try at the guitar shows for this exact thing and it actually got tried a lot but you know nobody nobody took it away so it's it's still hanging in my showroom for any of your southpaw guitar players out there and and uh you know peyton's gonna give it a run here live at gilmore guitars peyton cameron i drink the whiskey Drank the wine You left my heart, babe I lost my mind Never understand The things I never know Please don't leave me when you go I'm burning money Turn out the lights Cocaine for breakfast Can't sleep at night I'm riding the rails To the tunnel down below Please don't leave me when you go Sun. 
I'll be the trigger Your heart can be the gun You woke me up, honey well, It's time to go down slow Please don't leave me when you go I've been mistreated You called me out I pushed so hard Still don't know what that's about I wanted to stay here It's time for me to blow Please don't leave me when you go 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 Live at Gilmore Guitars. There's Peyton Cameron playing a Southpaw Gilmore guitar. Fine guitar, dude. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you very much. I'm good at what you do. And thanks for doing that. That's thank awesome. Yeah. So uh, the the EP is about a year old. So is it time to start thinking about recording a new batch of songs? Oh, what, yeah. what What's the thought? Yeah. Uh, it's it's finding a minute in time, or actually like two weeks in time, to just sit down and hit record. Uh, I'm I'm starting to think in a, in a bit of a different direction. I'd really like like the last EP was um, very derivative of early Dylan and, and Bruce Springsteen and some some bigger uh, orchestral ideas kind of what, what what the fleet foxes were doing or great lake swimmers um but i really want to start heading in a new direction i've always loved louder aggressive music and and so i kind of want to start heading that way plugging the, the electric again and, and start getting some of those sounds you want to be kurt cobain don't you no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've already lived no. longer than him. That ship has sailed. <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> but but definitely, um, 
I've been drawing influence for for years on on that that Seattle sound. Right. Uh, and uh, Keith Richards once said, I, "I really prefer my rock to have a little bit of roll in it." Uh, yeah. So I don't I don't want to forsake that element either. I want to be able to put out a good heavier rock album that that still has some of that swing. Have you got songs. songs written? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sitting on a whole whack of them. Um, it's just for me, you know, playing playing some of that heavier material. What I intend to be heavier material on acoustic, this doesn't translate as yeah. well, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta plug it in and turn it up. Yeah. Yeah. So and then I mean, it's it's. All I mean, of, I'm an old guy, and I love plug it in hidden and turn it up. Even though I'm I'm an acoustic guitar builder, and mainly an acoustic guitar player, I, you know, I love taking a guitar and you know kicking out the jams yeah yeah there's something special and i think that's the one thing that i've missed the most over 2020 is the ability to just sit in a room with a bunch of people and turn it up and, and let her buck yeah. yeah it's it's funny uh, joe bonamassa is is one of those guys that uh, uh when he does gigs he has amplifiers on the stage because he loves the feeling of being able to lean back on the air that those amplifiers are pushing, right? Yeah. There's there's just something about that. Yeah. And uh, he tells uh, he does a Nerdville uh, interview show, and he was talking with I think it might have been Brad Paisley, and uh, he they were in a a jam space in Nashville, and there's a knock at the door, and it's the band next door saying, "Can we just come and listen to what this sounds like?" Because they won't let us use amps. And yeah. I, they just wanted to feel the power of a, an amplifier. Yeah. And there's, it's cool. Well, and you, speaking you of amplifiers, before we, we go any further, uh, you just played that uh, Gilmore electric guitar, and we're talking about plugging them in. You actually played through a handcrafted Hotwire uh, 5E3. Um, Stephen Powell is in Stettler, and uh, he handcrafts the most amazing guitar amplifiers. And, yeah, that's uh, a hot pitch of an amp. It, it, it's, I think that amplifier might be one of my favorite amps I've ever plugged a guitar into. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've owned some Marshalls back in the day, and and uh, this this is a really expressive and it's a it's a special amplifier, yeah. and it's here at Gilmore Guitars for sale. In case anybody's interested, come down and buy it. <laughs> Somebody needs this in so, their house. This it is the first time I've, I've I've really been so uh, aggressive with the hey, come buy a guitar. Thing. Yeah, times <laughs> <laughs> are tough, man. Yeah, well, actually, you know, twenty twenty has been okay in Gilmore Guitar Land. Yeah, how's it been for you? It, it's 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 been okay. I mean, through the first shutdown. I lock the door and I let one person in at a time. And I'm basically in a, a similar situation where I am only letting one person at a time. I've got a, a sign on the door saying masks required. And I, I have my 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 kerchief on, so I always have a mask at the ready here when, when somebody comes in. Uh, so for me, it, it's, it's been, uh, you know, administratively kind of as a one-man kind of guy. A little bit difficult to sort of navigate, but as far as customers coming and and patronizing this or patronizing the store, it's it's 
it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, I sold some guitars this summer. Uh, another one went out the door last week. So, you know, I'm finishing 2020 on a in a very positive space as far as, you know, uh, an independent business is concerned. Well, people have the want and desire and the time to... It's really true. Fender had... There was a new story in September. And in September, Fender was having their best year since inception. No way. Of, of selling guitars and it was only September it hadn't even gotten to the end of the year yet and I think Gibson had a very similar year and it's because people are at home either going back to something that they were doing when they were kids um, you know uh, a lot of my customers people buying handcrafted guitars are are retired people or you know people that have you know they've, they've they brought the guitar back into their life and they're playing again yeah. so it's uh 2020 is is has been good and positive for me good yeah yeah not a lot of people have had that kind of experience in this year so it's nice to hear the other side coming out of yeah it. I, and you know when it comes to uh all of the benefits that were available i fell through every crack so I did not get anything from from any government as far as CERB benefits because just every every crack that was within the system I fell through. Yeah. And the positive thing about that is I'm not going to have to pay anything back to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, knock on wood, everything is everything is 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 good here. Well, I was having this conversation with a friend earlier in the year, uh, saying that this year is really going to be indicative as to who, uh, specifically guided towards the music industry, who continues on, who falls through the cracks or loses interest. Uh, who who picks up their socks and starts to emerge like next next year's scene is going to be completely different and, and altered by this. It is, and uh, like I tell a lot of people about my business, is you know if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. And what I do is not easy. Not to say that I'm any sort of special thing, but you know, it's it's not easy doing what I do. (laughs) So, well, I'm not. There are there are several builders in Central Alberta and in Red Deer. So I'm not the only guy doing it, and and that's cool. And you know, the more people building guitars, the better in my mind. Uh, But my point was, as an artist, as a singer, and a songwriter, writer, you know, if it was easy, more people would do it. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, and I've said on, on the podcast many times, I cannot write a lyric to save my life. Yeah. Well, and this year has been interesting from a writing standpoint um, because I know that the trend over the next year or two is going to be songs about being locked up or being isolated. or yeah. um, And I don't want to write any of those songs. Fair <laughs> enough. There's going to be some serious ground covered by other people we are doing that, and I think it's important to focus on the fact that this isn't this isn't the new reality. We need to be. Yes, it is to a certain degree, but at some point in the next, it's our current decade, reality. It's our current reality, but there are also a million other things going on in the world, mm-hmm. and, and it's important to kind of be in tune with not just this quarantine, not just this lockdown. Uh, get in touch with, like, go for a hike. Go, go find the inspiration that you can in other places where you normally would. Right. Uh, because a lot of them still exist. Yeah. 
They do. And I just, I just, I, I already see the trend of, um, especially coming out of the the pop country world, songs about being locked down, and and it's like, well, people are already locked down. They don't want to hear this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people, people turn to music to to stay positive and stay hopeful. And the last thing I want to hear is a bunch of people singing about being locked up. Cause, yep. You know, we, we get it. We already know. So so for from a writing perspective, it's been interesting to kind of try and navigate around that. Okay. So what sort of of subjects are you hoping to 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 pull into your songwriting? been really trying to just focus on what are what are the things I had kind of pre-2020 um, that I still have now and how can I because I've always been kind of a uh, right right from a pessimistic point of view and and now I'm trying to turn that around into okay these things still exist for me and they're good uh, let's focus on those okay and it, it is a bigger struggle uh, to try and be creative in a way where you're at times trying to force that positivity. Yeah. But, uh, yep. and it can sound cliche and sort of forced if, if it's not done well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, as a writer, you tend to, or you need to be able to self edit through the cliche. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would have way more songs if I, didn't self edit. <laughs> All right, let's get one last song in. Sure. We're gonna get the the Martin back on here to to finish up the the show. And what what are we gonna do this time? Uh, this song is called Home. It's the second track off my uh, EP that I released last year, and it's a song about that dichotomy of when you're at home. Where's a million other places that you want to be in the world when you're not at home the only place you want to be is there mm-hmm. and uh, so I tried to, tried to capture that and uh, I personally really am quite fond of this song live at, live at Gilmore Guitars here's Peyton Cameron
Greyhound leaving 6 a.m. on a Monday. I'm missing Manhattan, hope I'll get back someday. Eastbound down to the bottom of the bottle. Late night cocaine in that model. Wishing it was you at the end of the phone. Looking for a place to call my David Gilmore Guitars, Peyton Cameron. And there it is. Thanks, man. <laughs> I just I was thinking of this while you were playing that song. I believe the very first podcast I did was with you in your band called Waska Sioux. Yeah. Back at the old shop. Back in the other shop, yeah. Yeah. That was when I first decided that I wanted to try this Live at Gilmore Guitars thing. Yeah. Do you still have that? Uh, I have it on on a th- thumb drive somewhere. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. yeah. Full circle, man. Yeah. I'm so for the next one. So we're finishing off 2020, just like that. Good riddance. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your EP is it available on streaming? iTunes, Spotify, YouTube Music, uh, title. Yeah, whatever you're listening to, it's out there. So when I tell you or ask you why haven't I heard this yet? You can say, well, stupid. Well, I th- <laughs> yeah, the same reason I haven't heard the podcast yet. <laughs> so uh, I can No, go I'm on. pretty sure Donnie brought over some of the tracks. He, he brought some stuff while you were recording. Uh, it's, uh, it's very cool that 
and I'm I'm honored that he he values my opinion on on the way he's recording and that sort of stuff. It's so it's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. I get to hear a lot of the stuff that he does. Yeah, it's a cool it's and a cool he, family that we got. He's he he's really good. Yeah. He's great. He's got a really, really good ear. Yeah. And he's getting better and better all the time. Well, we were working on Dominique Adams' record this year, which will be coming out soon. Yeah. Shameless little plug. Yeah. Um, the dude's a wizard. Now, I mean, when, when you're working with Dom, Dom is absolutely incredible. Beautiful voice. Like, one of the best voices you'll ever hear. And she's a crazy, crazy good guitar player. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, capturing that isn't as hard as it, it could have been. Um but he definitely adds some magic. Well, I mean, there's something, you know, it's like any sort of computer program, you know. Uh, you know, if the source material is good, yeah. then, then you know, everything coming yeah, after that is good. should be yeah, good. But it's going to be solid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he really, he's got a an understanding of what it is that he's hoping to achieve in a sonic sense and it's it's always really I'm I'm always very pleased to hear what he does from like heavy rock bands to you know acoustic singer songwriters he's yeah. he he has a really strong idea of how to do everything yeah yeah and it's a it's a pleasure working with him because we both hear each other out um, he is definitely one for practicality and free so when I'm working with him it's good it's good to have somebody who kind of is able to rein it all back in but he also allows yeah. some of the big thoughts to come out and, and it's exciting I always love working with Donnie awesome all right Peyton thank you so much for, for coming by today and I know we've had some starts and stops in uh, getting the show recorded but uh, it's done right, it's, it's done. here yeah no, I'm happy to do it man Anytime. live at Gilmore Guitars it's in the can cheers brother